Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Lots to do this hour to get you ready for the 1 o'clock kicks that are uh, coming up shortly. And again, a whole day of football right here on WEEI. Eighth, I'm going to tell you all about it coming up in trending. It is WEEI Football Sunday. Just Gresh and Keith, no Wiggy. He's coming back from uh, the fights out in Arizona or a football game mixed in as well. And uh, this portion of Gresh and Keith is brought to you by, or excuse me, of WEEI Football Sunday, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Uh, unfortunately, we are taking this gentleman away from big Bill Belichick press conference right now. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, WEEI.com's Kyrie Thompson is here on WEEI Football Sunday. A Wednesday schedule on a Sunday for the Patriots. We're having a hard time kind of figuring this out, Kyrie. Absolutely. I mean, I'm basically, I'm just getting back from taking my kid to the zoo and everything I get back home. What do you mean Bill Belichick's talking? It's a Sunday. <laughs> Would you see at the zoo? <laughs> Well, well, for, well, I mean, my daughter, she loves uh, the gorillas, the lions, and all that. So uh, we we, had, we got one of those uh, memberships, so we go, like, almost every other weekend oh. or something like that because we, we just pop in whenever we want. Nice. It sounds, right. like, right. you're on your, sounds like you're yeah. on your way to being a – is that a herpetologist? A zoologist. A zoologist. A herpetolo- there we go. A zoologist. Well, yeah. well, hey, I, I used to be a paleontologist back in the day. See, I there we go. Dino action. I love it. There Very we go. Good. See, we need an ologist. We, we know that we uh, we know we, we can one. turn to uh, Kyrie. How about an offensive ologist? I know that on your uh, Twitter and at weei.com, you have been writing about Mac Jones and the way his game has been pointing the past couple of weeks. What are some of the metrics that stand out to you, Kyrie? And then what do your eyes tell you? Well, it's interesting because the last couple of weeks, um, really after that, just absolute stinker against the bears where obviously he gets benched and and i mean we're wondering what his future with the team is it's been pointing generally upward since then i mean his his efficiency overall is up his passer rating has been up as you know, if you like pro football focus great they've been on their way up and, and most of the time you can you can point to this last game he just had against the vikings and that was his best overall game of the season, even better than that Baltimore game where he was slinging it, but he threw three interceptions and all that. And just generally, I mean, from the first play of the game, you could just tell Mac Jones was he had a different level of comfort. I mean, that throw he dropped in on the crossing route and some of the throws he was attempting down the field, it never looked like he put the ball in harm's way. Everything looked like it was pretty smooth. You still want to see them convert these drives into touchdowns, and that's going to be that's been the thing that a lot of people 
were were really seizing on, even in that game that, that he played against the Jets this last time, where he was pretty good, pretty efficient, only through four incompletions, but the points weren't there. So obviously you want to see that happen. Not all of that is on Matt Jones, though. Uh, and, and basically, if you just kind of look in big picture here, you got to feel good about the stretch he's on right now, given the way things started out this year. Do you think Thursday was Matt Patricia kind of unlocking something or figuring something out, or is it as simple as the offensive line played really well and Mac Jones had time? I think that it's perhaps more of the latter because you still saw some of the plays where it's like four, three or four verts and uh, you know, kind of one check down that isn't really part of the read, and, and you're really banking on somebody getting open at some point or Mac Jones having enough time to execute that play. And and they had more time to execute that play. And of course, though, at the end of the game, that first sack that he takes was one of those plays where because Trent Brown, you know, cut blocks for whatever reason, then that play doesn't work. And and that's the kind of thing that you've been seeing all year with this team. It's like, oh yeah, let's go ahead and dial up some downfield shots, but the offensive line isn't protecting long enough and he can't get away from it. I think that that's the thing is, he can extend plays on certain occasions, but for the most part, he's not just going to be able to to run away and, and, and escape and extend a play for eight seconds. So I think overall you got to look at the the execution of the offensive line being a big factor in why he played well. you got to take your hat off to them. And I do think, though, that, I mean, Matt Patricia was dialing up some more of the under center play action and looking at, hey, how do I get these tight ends involved? I think that's one thing you can take away from the past couple of weeks, whether it was that whole full house backfield thing they were trying with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith or the under center play actions that they were trying. They knew they needed to get those tight ends involved. And that, I think, is something you could look at. Okay, Matt Patricia's been doing some work on that. Kyrie Thompson at WEEI.com uh, with Gresh and Keith on WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, Mac against the Vikings down the field was really good. I know some of the numbers, 9-13, 222 scores. Before that, it wasn't great. 27-58, 634 yards, one touchdown, seven interceptions. Was it purely game-related that they were better at throwing the ball down the field? And are you surprised that it still feels like the only real throws where you're taking quote-unquote shots are with Devontae Parker and no Taquan Thornton or Kendrick Bourne or anybody else in there to get the one-on-one matchup? Yeah, I think that part is really a bit frustrating because I, I feel like after that Cleveland game, it seems like they just have forgotten or just completely nixed whatever plan it was they had to get Tyquan Thornton involved. And I know he's had a couple of drops. It hasn't looked quite as good as it did in training camp or even that first game. But I feel like you got to find some way to get that dude involved. Every time he's on the field, he's the fastest guy out there pretty much because you're not going to be on the field with Tyreek Hill. So you got to figure out some way to, to get him involved because that's just an element that could help unlock your offense. So I feel like they've got to be able to do that. I will say, look, the Vikings, they, they had some pass rushers up, up front, you know, in, in theory, right? And you're kind of worried about, okay, are they going to get to Mac Jones or whatever against this offensive line? But basically, once you block that up, you can have that secondary. And I think they showed that. And, and we talked about that with Bailey Zappi a little bit, the defenses he was facing and why he was able to have success. I think that, that played into it a little bit just in terms of, hey, look, once you get it blocked up, 
Mac Jones can have success, and, and he did. But, yeah, I, I do think that that's an element of predictability that has to get solved for this offense because, great, they hit the deep shot to Devontae Parker. That's awesome. But who else is getting open down the field? And if no, else, no one else is getting open down the field, then you've got to figure out why that is because you've got a guy that can run a 4-2-5 you know, or whatever it is. You've got to figure something out with that. How much uh, better suited, or do you think the defense is better suited to face Josh Allen and the Bills this year compared to last year where outside of the monsoon game they really couldn't stop them? I've got to be completely honest with you. I don't think they're that much better suited. I, I mean, I don't know that they're going to have a game where they're not going to force them to punt. I don't know about that. Right. And also the Bills have been a bit more vulnerable. Allen isn't healthy, so there are a number of factors that play into this. But I, I think that if you decide you're going to put Marcus Jones on the field, that might make a slight difference because he just has more speed. I mean, it's not necessarily that he's going to lock down Isaiah McKenzie on these crossing routes, but he'll probably tackle him before he gets upfield in a way that Miles Bryant is just not going to be able to do. And that right there, I feel like if you're the Bills and you're looking at what Miles, what happened to Miles Bryant in this last game, oh, you're going to find whoever is on him and you're going at him all day. That's what every team should be doing if we're going to be completely honest. But for the most part, the the personnel isn't all that much different, right? You got Dietrich Wise playing more on the edge than you know Kyle Van Noy was last year, but and, and he's been having a good year. But by and large, it's not like you really upgraded the overall talent. So I mean, I still think that when they play the Bills, the Bills can kind of have their way with this defense. You're just kind of hoping that they execute well enough and make things at least somewhat difficult enough on Josh Allen, and maybe he's a little bit more errant because he hasn't been quite right of late. But just in terms of, oh, yeah, they, they really did everything they needed to do to lock down the Bills in the offseason, that, that didn't really happen. I'm curious for your thoughts on what happens with the Jets today with uh, Zach Wilson just straight up <laughs> inactive. I mean, look, I, I've been screaming it from the rooftops for weeks. I'd never trusted that guy. And I've, I've been kind of a hater of that number two overall pick ever since it happened. And, I mean, it, it's fascinating because you've got people here talking, oh, yeah, is it going to divide the locker room that you just bench Zach Wilson when everything you're hearing about, like, former players that were with that team last year and what have you, it's like they kind of said he's a handful to deal with. It's not like they maybe completely hate him, but, I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, we're really behind Mike White. Or, you know, like, like guys are just like, oh, yeah, Mike White's a great guy. The locker room's going to rally around him. I don't know that it's going to be a situation where Zach Wilson's just straight up done because that's a lot of value to just decide you're going to set on fire this early. But I think the early returns, I mean, you can look at most of the quarterbacks from that class last year and say that they have te- taken a step forward at some point this season. Or that you're saying, okay, like that guy can play. Zach Wilson, he's just bad. He's just he's playing bad football right now. So I don't I don't know that Mike White is necessarily going to do anything where it's like, oh yeah, I, he's going to be the guy, and we're going to go ahead with him. But I feel like they're probably about fed up with Zach Wilson, and I don't blame them. Pretty soft landing too, though, for Mike White uh, at home against the Bears. So if they win, they're probably going to be uh, they will be seven and four. You look at the other two teams in the AFC East: Miami. They're home to Houston, so they're, let's give them the win. They're going to be eight and three, same record as Buffalo. Right now, Buffalo, Miami. Who do you think's the better team? I'm 
still going to roll with Buffalo at this point because I think that Buffalo, in theory, has a better defense and they do have the better quarterback. It just depends on how healthy Josh Allen is. They've been on a little bit of a snide, you know, snide lately, and it hasn't been looking quite as good. But I think that when it comes down to it, the upside still greater for the Bills. Um, but again, I, I think Tua is playing really good ball right now, and obviously, I, I, I was a little maybe skeptical because sometimes offenses like that can take a little while to to coalesce, and it really just feels like they sort of hit the ground running as when Tua was playing, right? Because obviously, you got hurt and you missed some time. But I think I'm still giving it to Buffalo for now. I got to see what that offense looks like as we start getting into December. And, you know, Miami isn't necessarily going to be able to play games in Miami all the time. And you come up to the cold weather. Like, I I think that it's going to be interesting to see them come up to Gillette at this time of the year as opposed to the reverse happening. But to your point about Zach Wilson, just to finish it off, man, that could have been a, a get-right game right. against a really horrible right. Bears defense, and they were just like, nope, we're going Not with doing it. White. Yeah, <laughs> they hate him that much. No, it's pretty clear. But, uh, yeah, but Kyrie, the other, the other quick game I wanted to ask you about was uh, Tennessee-Cincinnati today. Uh, seems like maybe could be the game of the day when we're trying to figure out the AFC landscape. I still think Cincinnati is going to gobble up one of those wild-card spots. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Bengals? See, they are fascinating because I I feel like they have kind of almost tried to fight off that little bit of Super Bowl hangover where they're not nearly as good as you thought. Where They they added some things to shore up the offensive line. You figure they were going to be better. That offensive line is still bad, and their defense isn't necessarily that good. But, I mean, you still have – and now that you've got Jamar Chase starting to work his way back in – that that's still a really dangerous team, I, I think. And you know, Joe Burrow, he's just got that it factor where just when you just when you think you've got him, and and I mean, this is just generally whether it's from play to play or game to game, you think you got him down, and it's hard to keep him down. So I think that since he's probably got a really good chance to me to get one of those wild card because I think especially if you see the Jets start to fall off now whether it's because they go with Mike mm-hmm. White or they go back to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's just bad. Well, then I think you're, you're looking at the potential for, for Cincy to sneak in at the end there if I, if I think that Baltimore is probably going to be the team that wins that division. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think Cincy is – I mean, they're going to be a tough out, man. I, I think they, they're not going to obviously run away with the division or anything like that like they did last year. But as long as you got Joe Burrow and you got that level of skill position, I mean, Joe Mixon had, what, four touchdowns last week? I mean, that offense is as dangerous as anyone in the league, and as long as you got that, you don't, you don't want to face a team like that in the playoffs. Hey, Kyrie, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. I read all of his work at WEEI.com. Follow him on Twitter, Kyrie Thompson. Hey, thanks, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Happy holiday. Absolutely. Y'all, too. Appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.